We're gonna get high. I'll, just, I'll, I'll handle all the setup and everything. You're welcome. Oh, You're doing great. One day. You're doing great. One day. You're doing it's so been good. One day since the last time we recorded. S. M. Sue. Do you think the intros to these sound as chaotic as they are? <laughs> all right. I don't know how chaotic are they. Like if someone just clicks on it and they're like, "All right, what is this?" and we're just like, nah, 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 nah. "Oh, it's a cat." Nah, nah, nah. Yes, that. like people are like, "What the fuck?" I don't think it's on? that chaotic. I don't think it's intention necessarily to be chaotic. It's supposed to just be like a little more natural. Yeah. You no. Know? It's but it's even more cold than a cold open. We're not even like we're barely casually having a conversation. Right. <laughs> Depending. But like, I don't want to script it and be like. No, I know. Oh, this is what we're going to talk about before we actually start talking. Right. No, that's fair. Welcome back to SM Soup, the number one podcast with soup in the name, but not on the brain. I'm Spencer. I'm Shelby. And we're here to take you on a journey through life. Oh, it's a journey. Uh, a real journey of just diving deep, getting into that soup, getting into the chowder. Ooh. Dig your fingers in, ladies Ooh, and gentlemen. There's some potato. Ooh, but it's nice Ooh. and soft potato. Looks well. Ooh. Ooh. And, uh... <laughs> That's some uh, <laughs> that little hot sauce I'm tasting. Ooh, this is a good soup. It sounds like a good soup. But you might still, at the end of everything, be asking that, which is the biggest question, mm-hmm. which is, waiter, how is the soup made? Right. Precisely. Today we're talking, well, okay, before we get into it, Spencer, it's been a whole 24 hours since we recorded. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to? I don't even think we talked about it last time. I don't think on, we like, did. what we've been up to, because that was also only like three days yeah we had to like pre-record with the holidays and everything so uh i've been up to nothing same nothing i'm same. very ready for the holiday travel we'll Me hopefully too. have like a, a nice little recap of things to talk about on the first episode back yeah but the next time we're back like two weeks will have passed almost three right i mean don't so don't, don't expect me to have done exciting lives we've lived we might have something to say then I have something that I can say. I slept oh for four hours <laughs> two days ago. Right. But then last night I slept for a hearty eight. Oh my and god! It, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a hard eight. Yeah. Like like you were out. Like I woke up and I was Borderline like I unconscious. I I woke up and I was like I slept hard. That's good. But I woke up feeling like amazing. That's like you good. know like when you have like a nice hard sleep uh other than that i've done very little Mm. i I did i did also have the realization that like um when we talk about like the things that we've been watching and stuff Mm -hmm. there's plenty of stuff that like i watch that you don't watch Mm -hmm. there's stuff that you watch throughout the day that i don't watch so we have all that to also like i don't really want you're still watching stuff and you still might have something interesting to like present off of that so something to kind of keep in mind it's so so easy to get caught up in like the you know Obvious. one show that we're watching yeah. together but which we didn't we didn't even really talk like because we're not we, we didn't even talk about something we're currently watching because we weren't really on anything <laughs> right but i know it was just funny because we talked about shit we've seen like weeks if not months ago and then it had been a while we were falling asleep too <laughs> it had been a while i know it was just funny what about you what have you been up to literally nothing working on any projects um i'm painting any job interviews so maybe so this whole room is fumigated at the moment, and we're just sitting in it. <laughs> no, I'm lying. The door's been open. The window's been open for like hours. I was gonna say I don't even smell anything. I don't either. I'm just making a joke. But anyway, um, I've been painting, which is interesting because I have not had the motivation to paint for a while, and um, I packed up most of my stuff because i was literally like i couldn't look at it anymore like i'm just tired and like don't want to think about it Mm -hmm. and i know i'm so close to getting a break from it that i was like getting annoyed even like seeing it and feeling like i should be doing something so i packed up like 80 percent of my stuff just to be like get out of here i don't want to look at you i deserve to not have to look at you (laughs) and think about it um so but i painted today nice and it was good and I'm like, wow, 
maybe I maybe I will be motivated to paint again someday. It was a breath of light, you know. A breath, breath of, of light. light. <laughs> uh, in the week or so, week and a half that we're going to be gone, do you have any plans for projects? Or are you taking a creative break? Um, I'm gonna try and take a creative break. Um, that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I'll have my iPad with me, so I'll probably end up like doodling. But taking down some notes for ideas and stuff like that. Yeah, I I try to not bring too much. I think a good reset. Travel, yeah. From from what I can tell, it feels like you need a reset. So yeah, I would say so. I'm gonna do. Not, I'm probably just gonna read, hang out, eat food. It's everything I normally do, minus making things. <laughs> cool. Cool. Are you bringing home your video games? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need a reset? No, I'll never need a reset from video games, I don't think. I don't think so. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, I don't know, but sometimes I get into like this like this weird in between area of like I'm caught in terms of like choice paralysis. Yeah. And so sometimes that can actually like really mess you up. Our friend Brock he has that pretty bad. Yeah. And the only thing that like satiates his like desire to play a video game is if we can find something that we can play together. Uh, but he hasn't been able to play like a single player game in like ages. And he's a, he's a huge fan of Horizon, right? And that right. came out in February. Right. And uh, he hasn't even finished it. Oh and God. he loves Horizon. Right. But he's just like, games aren't doing it for him. He's only been able to, like, he and I have been playing a ton of GTA. Right. Uh, he's only been able to do it in that sense. Me? I don't know. I've never gotten that bad. But I don't know. Uh, my goal was to take home, uh, to take with me uh, my Vitas. Yeah. Uh, that quickly changed to <laughs> including the Switch because of Pokemon. And I'm going to be staying with my brother for a little bit. And then I'm going to be staying with Brock. And um, so opportunities to like potentially trade and do raids and stuff like that. So I was like, it would be good to have that with. And then GCA got an update. And so I was like, well, I'm going to be staying with Brock for a little bit. So I might as well take my PS5 too. And I have the case for it. So like, honestly, I'm better off just taking it and like using the case. So that way I'm not kicking myself now that I've like revamped my Vitas. Even though I'm like, I only really need my Vitas to travel anymore. Anyway. Right. It's a whole thing. So I'm going to be playing a lot of video games still. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Congratulations. So today we're talking about a specific kind of soup. Or a lot of people don't like this no. to be called soup. <laughs> no. So I guess let's start off with the question. Is cereal a soup? It is. It would be a chowder, right? Why? Because milk. That what makes chowder a chowder? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, um, this question. Which I, it's one of those things where this is just me being weird. Um, dairy. Yeah. Being in certain things really fucks with me, like things that it like shouldn't be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, more often than not, when I think of dairy, I'm like, no, dairy should just be on its own. You know? Okay. Or, like, a compliment to, like, a grain. So, okay. like, you can put, like, yogurt with, like, oats and stuff. Yeah. And, like, milk and cereal. Yeah. It's when all of a sudden there's, m- like, milk. I mean, it's not milk, right? Like, it's it's a different consistency of milk. But right. It, but, I, but, but I guess what I always go back to is milk. Right. So I'm like, when you eat a cheeseburger, mm-hmm. you're eating cheese on a slab of meat. Right. But at my core, I'm like, that's like the equivalent of dumping a bottle of milk on to your <laughs> hamburger. And that's uh-huh. fucking weird. Yeah. And so... How do you feel about mac and cheese? Mac and cheese is fine. Noodles? Okay. Uh, that's like... No, like that's not weird. It's 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 really when dairy and meat come together. Okay. Because um, we, uh, we had a friend in college who was Jewish and... That's like one of the like mm-hmm. dietary things, and she actually like was making an effort to follow it. Yeah, 
And I had never really thought about it until that moment. And I was like, it is honestly kind of weird. Like, it is weird <laughs> to put them together. Right. But I love a cheeseburger. Right. That's the only thing, though, when I think about it. Um, but chowder, clam chowder, has, yeah. like, dairy in it. And I'm like, it's, it's kind of weird. It's yeah. kind of weird when I start to think about it's it. It's cream. Well, it's almost like a seafood pasta, but you remove the pasta. It's weird when... um. You find out that a cannoli is ricotta cheese. Yes. That's weird to me. Yes. I don't like cannolis. I don't either. But I think it's the texture that mostly throws me off. And the fact that I'm like, it's cheese. Okay. Anyway, cereal, not soup. So this question popped up. I don't remember what we were even talking about, but about two weeks ago we went, why is it milk and cereal? Remember? Yeah. I, I think I said to you, I was like. Or I think it was like, was it always milk? Yeah. Like milk was so uh, accessible. I don't don't think it was like necessarily, was it always milk? Like my assumption was that you used to just eat cereal dry. Maybe you put water on it because of like how dry it was. And so like I was thinking there's this like family guy uh, skit where or scene where um, these two cars are driving and the one person's like eating peanut butter and they're like la 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 i love peanut butter and this other car's driving they're like la 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 i love chocolate and they hit head on and they like crash through and the chocolate gets in the peanut butter and the peanut butter Mm -hmm. and they mix and they're yelling at each other like you got your chocolate in my peanut butter you got your peanut butter in my chocolate and they're like dying as they're fighting and then somebody comes up i think their name is like jp reese's or something like that and they like eat it and they're like, this is delicious. And it's like one of those things where it's like, how, like who, who made the realization of like chocolate and peanut butter should go together. Peanut butter and jelly should go together. That's so funny. Cause milk just, should go in cereal. You just like, described the Reese's cup ride at Hershey's park. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I like the way I think of it is like, uh, the way I was picturing it yeah. was a man <laughs> just got done milking the cow. Yeah. He's walking in with this huge bucket of milk. And his fucking shithead son <laughs> left a toy on the ground, his hoop and stick. Right. And he <laughs> right. trips on it. And his beautiful wife is sitting there enjoying her bowl of dry cereal. Oops. And he falls and the milk douses it. Right. But because not they are not ones to waste. Right. She, being the strong woman that she is, sucks it up and goes, <laughs> I'll eat this because I have to. Right. And she realized it's delicious. And she created milk and cereal. Oh, my God. No, but that's exactly that's exactly how I pictured it. I pictured it as like somebody tripping, accidentally spilling milk into their cereal, eating it, realizing because it's weird. It's weird. It is like it's weird that we're all just like this is what we do every morning. Conditioned to be like milk cereal, right? You won't do that with anything else. Well, let me tell you who it helped: big milk. That's true. (laughs) True. Um, The three people I'm going after: big tech, (laughs) big pharma. Big milk. Big milk. Um, yeah, so I did a bit of a dive, and I will be honest, I did research, but I did more of just like a general timeline. I didn't try to like deep dive in anything too much. At least one thing did say this happened by accident, which is very funny because I do feel like that is most of like how that's how that's like how tons like, of food combinations. That's how one hundred percent of yeah. inventions happen. It's an accident. You can't tell. Yeah. You can't convince me otherwise. Nobody sets out with the like distinct idea. This isn't 100% true, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody sets out with the distinct idea of like, this is what I want to do and doesn't accidentally do something in that process right. that creates something else. No, that you're, Like, you're right. come on. That happens constantly. Constantly. So Some people say, I'm going to make a Hyperloop that cars can drive in. And in the midst of doing that, they develop the world's... Uh, biggest traffic jam uh-huh. you know uh-huh. biggest fire hazard right um you know mm-hmm. so cereal not all inventions are a good ones shall we <laughs> cereal is an american invention so usa so the internet USA. says um, oh well of course well, I, what's from the, what, what's from the what Bo Burnham joke <laughs> white men white men invented everything but except peanut butter, peanut butter. yeah um so it is an american invention and so i was like which was invented in the 1800s and so i was like wait so what were people eating like was breakfast on a thing what were people eating before that so bacon before cereal sausage grits 
before cereal, the American breakfast was not all that different from other meals. Middle and upper class Americans would eat eggs, pastries, pancakes. Not all that different from other meals. So you're saying that like. But like it also says they would eat like oysters, chicken, I was say, like you, just like meat for, if you had leftovers. For dinner, <laughs> for dinner, a typical yeah. American dinner, I would say. Meat and potatoes. Is like, yeah, like let's just say steak. Yeah. A potato of some sort done yeah. some way and a vegetable. And, like, you're saying that, like, that's something that they might have just eaten for breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's funny, too, when you think about it. Um, I mean, I guess we have more knowledge around why, like, your first meal is technically important and, like, why it has the name breakfast. Is this all stuff you wanted to talk about? No, you're good. You're um, good. It will come back up. Because what good. it literally means is to break fast. Because when you sleep for yes. assuming eight hours. Well, no, you, you finish eating dinner. Yeah. And, and finish eating for the night, probably, like, you should, two to three hours before going to bed. Yeah. And then you go to bed yeah. for, assume, eight hours. So that's 11 hours. And by the time you eat again, you're probably pushing 12 hours since the last time you ate, which is called fasting. Right. And so that's also really funny that we're, like, so conditioned to do that. To just because, eat? Well, no, because we wake up, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, you and I. Yeah. Like, our bodies are, like, literally conditioned for this. Because you and I wake up, we eat breakfast at like let's say nine or ten yeah uh we're starving by like two which has been four hours yeah we eat like a little snack then we're starving by five which is like another three hours then we eat a meal but it's not necessarily that much more in terms of substance than what we had for breakfast typically i'll say it's definitely more than lunch because lunch we like snack sometimes but then it's not like, so we eat at five. It's not like at eight o'clock we're starting or nine o'clock right. or 10 o'clock. It must be because like well, the I light. It's, all, it's light. I think and your it's body like starts your to kind of like slow down. Well, now hang on a second. My I'm activity saying, level. I'm not saying we have crazy activity levels. I'm just saying the natural cycle of like, oh, this is when I'm getting stuff done. This is when I'm trying to focus on things. And yeah, then no, after it's just, dinner, you're like, I'm just really sitting. You're not. It's doing just crazy anything. that like your, your body is just like, it, it's like your mind basically switches off like your receptor to knowing you're hungry. Yeah. Like, nah, you don't need to you don't need to worry about this. We you're know good. you're good. You're, good. you're covered. We'll um, we'll flip this back on when your hunger's down to like twenty percent. Yeah. And then go into the fridge and eat some bacon and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's generally understood slash agreed upon that the daily breakfast first thing in the morning concept started once basically during industrialization, you know, workers moving to cities and everyone for the first time was on a pretty set set schedule. Mm-hmm. So it just became part of it. You woke up you they probably didn't have lunch a lot of them just knowing like the lack of workers rights that were then at the time um but yeah so they would eat like first thing it just became normal um and so that's like what created breakfast and then in the 1800s so that the ideal creation of breakfast just eating first thing in the morning was believed to have started around the 1600s in europe like big industrialization over there um 1800s america breakfast also starts to pick up but of course as we said we love our meat and potatoes and all of that mm-hmm. so breakfast became just as ex- just as extravagant as a dinner would be and obviously again this is all for middle upper class americans this isn't like every person's able to do this um so it started to become like oh a dramatic overflow of meat cakes pastry like you had to have it all first thing in the morning um and all of a sudden there was a general problem with indigestion across the country <laughs> there was literally like people are having health issues because we're eating horrible things first thing in the morning and gorging ourselves now up to 3 times a day um and so cereal was actually created by doctors who saw it as a way to like almost restrict that first meal and like control what people are eating thus to like whether help people lose weight just like not eat as much fatty foods like whatever it was so um it started with them trying to improve the the diets of their patients specifically which then became like all of america which is what popularized it um so and now when we talk about cereal do we include oatmeal (laughs) as cereal i don't think oatmeal but it is different like well i don't know granola is different than oatmeal right i'm 
Yes. Because they use granola a lot as a word. Um, I'm specifically asking for like when they talk about inventions. Like, did oatmeal come along before cereal? I'll be honest, I don't know anything. Because about to me, it in in my life, it makes sense that oatmeal would be the thing that came first me because too. old people like oatmeal. <laughs> That's literally the only rationale I have for it is that like, oh, this just must have been around longer. I also would think that, but honestly, I don't know. Uh, and it's also like much more basic, but it also could just be that like innovations to cereal right. because of its popularity made more sense. Right. Whereas oatmeal, keeping it basic, keeping it simple, all like made sense for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know. And oatmeal didn't come up once in all of this, which is funny. So I'm guessing it's not directly looped in. Um, so I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Cause question. I mean, I consider oatmeal, like it would fall under, like sometimes people refer to it as like hot cereal and you right. get like oatmeal, cream of wheat. Porridge. Um, I guess grits would be included in that. Kind of, I guess. I don't know. Um, so in 1863. Are grits and cream of wheat the same? I have no idea. Like a um, cream of wheat, just like the overly white way of saying I don't grits? Know. I don't know. I feel like grits is like a southern thing. Yeah, it's probably like made some specific way that technically differentiates it. Sorry. No, you're Continue. fine. Continue. Um, James Caleb Jackson, who was a conservative religious vegetarian, <laughs> really bring out the names in 1863, created the first cereal from Graham flour. That was dried and broken into shapes that were so hard they had to be soaked in milk overnight to be edible in the morning. And they were called, I'm going to say Captain Crunch. granola. He just called it granola, but it was U-L-A, not O-L-A, like how we say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how we spell it. How we spell it, sorry. And then shortly thereafter, Mr. John Harvey Kellogg, a surgeon in, I think he was like somewhat Midwest, I want to say like Michigan or somewhere mm-hmm. kind of random. Um he made a similar version and named it granola the way we say it, spell it, and that somehow just stuck. So shout out to Jackson there. So this Kellogg, even though Kellogg wasn't the first to make it, Kellogg definitely like took off and was obviously successful. Mm-hmm. Um, it was him and his brother. Um, they created shortly thereafter a flake cereal, which they named Corn Flakes. They added sugar to it, and they mass-marketed these, and they also were the first in-box prize ever with cornflakes from Kellogg's. Um, Wait, they, 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 they put sugar on cornflakes? Yeah. So they literally made Frosted Flakes, like, by 1900s. But it started out just basic cornflakes. Yeah. Okay. But they, and like, then they, almost immediately, they were like, oh, let's just add sugar to this. Yeah, let's just let's just add sugar to this, sugar which to is everyone. so funny because it started as like a way of eating healthier, but they immediately added sugar to it. Yeah, but I mean, like sugar is not always necessarily bad. No, but you're just adding sh- regardless. Like where where else do you, where else would you say you get sugar in your day? I don't know. Maybe if you have like juice. Yeah. I don't know. Depends what you eat, I guess. I mean, there's but, technically um, probably sugar in like a lot of things. <laughs> just about everything, but you yeah. know what I mean. Like, yeah, I do know what you mean. Just like added sugar. Um, fruits. Do you have a fruit that has sugar? Yeah, but that's like a natural sugar. Sometimes natural sugar is worse for you. The more you I think. Know. No, I think I don't actually. I, I was said saying, it. Is that true? Well, I think like there's a thing where if you. I always just always thought added sugar, like excessive added sugars were like bad. The devil. You know. Just so we're all clear, I believe this was the brother who originally created it, the granola. He believed cereal was a positive move for human health, and in addition, it would prevent people from masturbating and desiring sex. That's the funniest thing about cereal. <laughs> Cereal, as we've learned, has the weirdest religious undertones of something I never thought yeah. would be a thing. But I think like just about everything, because when was this yes. invented? It was late 1800s, all but ni- early 1900s. Yeah, and I think like especially during like the early 1900s, there's like a really big wave of like, there. there's a really strong movement in um, trying to, to get uh, people to not masturbate. <laughs> and I think it's because... Uh, we were talking about this, how like generations 
always view the lower generation, like the generation after them, the same way that the generation before them viewed them. Yes. Um, and there was like a there was a great Twitter thread. I don't know who posted it, but it was like a thread of all the times. Uh, the new generation's been called lazy. Yeah. Basically saying kids these days. No, it was like <laughs> a brief history of. Kids are privileged. Kids these days are privileged and lazy. Yeah. In headlines. And it was 2022. And then there was like another one from like 2017. Yeah. And then there was like 20 more with the like the first one being 1893. Yeah. It's like literally the ideology has always been there. Oh, absolutely. It's just always like passed on. And like somebody was like, well, do you think it's just because as like a greater society, we're actually like faltering and like truly becoming weaker constantly and it's like no i think it's because we all turn into fucking like curmudgeon pricks yeah it's just a way who, to be like, angry at other people right who like we got bullied yeah at home yeah and then we went to school and started bullying others that's all it is or again or I, like i robbed last week it's basically marketing it's a way to like make you think a certain way and blame someone else for like how something is or convince you to do or not do something because this person's doing it and you shouldn't agree with yeah. that person and like so, it's just like it's and just so, bad like, marketing every few generations you have a generation that goes so hard yeah at the generation below them that you know are are they they react so strongly from the from what's coming down right. from the top right that they're then extra harsh on the way back down and then that's like the new normal for a bit so what i'm getting at is yeah the generation from like the 1860s mm-hmm. you know they were like hey don't masturbate too much <laughs> quit you masturbating and then the generation i don't know how often generations happen but let's just say the generations <laughs> from the 1890s they were like, they really took it to heart. Mm-hmm. They were like, I have such great respect for my parents right. that they're telling me not to masturbate. <laughs> I'm going to create something to make sure nobody ever touches themselves, <laughs> themselves ever, ever again. again. <laughs> and the way I'm going to do that is cereal. <laughs> and here's the problem with that. Current day. Yeah. Sex icons (laughs) all over cereal. You got Tony the Tiger. Oh boy. You've got I mean, you've got Lucky the Leprechaun or whatever his name is. And don't get me started on that gilf, Captain Crunch. (laughs) Oh my god. Um so basically within a few years factories are popping up everywhere and who could forget the frog from smacks that's okay. true for kellogg specifically <laughs> um by 19 by 1903 there were 100 cereal companies in kellogg's town of battle creek alone so already cereals taken off um funny enough during this time a previous patient of kellogg's from the hospital named cw post created his own cereal named grape nuts which is just really silly sorry but it's funny um, which was the first popular product to offer a discount coupon. It almost feels like, which I'm guessing all things are like, oh, this was the first to do this, this was the first to do that, but it really feels like cereal shaped the way we grocery shop. You know what I mean? Like, oh, first in-box prize, first discount code. Like, that's so bizarre to me that cereal has the first of those that are now just like, I don't buy it unless it's on sale. My kid doesn't want it unless something fun's inside of it. Like, you know what I mean? Um... He went on to creating a similar product to cornflakes called Elijah's Mana, but had to rename it to Post Toasties <laughs> because of religious groups protesting, which very funny. Um, I found a website that is called MrBreakfast.com that just gives little little tidbits on different cereals. Have you ever been to MrSkin.com? Nope. Um, <laughs> I so don't believe you. on Elijah's Mana... Um, it was Post's first attempt at cornflakes, and the box featured the biblical prophet Elijah kicking back on a rock, whilst a raven shown either cereal plucking from his hand or placing it into his hand. And church groups were outraged that Elijah would have a cereal mascot, like basically, like it's basically um, like almost like saying thy name in vain, like you're like 
You're kind of like you're not you're not Elijah. You're not I don't even honoring. know who that is. I don't know that's either. That's literally a that's a D-list celebrity from the Bible. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like that's what they were saying. They were like, you shouldn't be like he shouldn't be like advertising. What it should have been you. was Jesus up on the cross, right? Getting a little snacky snack. And and his mouth was like hanging open. Yeah, because he's dying, and a raven's coming and placing <laughs> cereal in his mouth, frosted flakes in his mouth. So the book "Serializing America" by Scott Bruce and Bill Crawford has a quote from C.W. Post um, about his outrage over this, and he said, "Quote: Perhaps no one should eat angel food cake, enjoy Adam's ale, live in St. Paul, nor work for Bethlehem Steel. One should have his Adam's apple removed and never again name a child for the good people of the Bible." Man was pissed, but then ultimately he went. CW. He went. He'd... Oh no, my sales are hurting, and changed. <laughs> he did the same thing as me. He said, "Know thy enemy." He did. He brushed up. He did. He said, "Oh yeah." Try. Then me. he still went to church that Sunday. Yeah, he definitely did, without a doubt. Um, he's like, "No, you guys just don't understand the good book." <laughs> um, and then he's the one who actually created the newest version of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. The post version. <laughs> yeah. What was it? It was like the, the King Ar- King Arthur. King James, King James, mm-hmm. right? And then after that, Post. like, cause it, no, yeah, cause it was like the, it's like the editions of the Bible, oh, right, right, right. And they all have like different interpretations, which mm-hmm. makes it really confusing to follow because it's right. like, well, no, cause it actually said this, but you're now just changing what it means to whatever fits your narrative. They want to do that, and so Post did that. What? Yeah, and so he was like, he was like, yeah, you guys aren't reading the Post edition of the Bible. <laughs> Where you're you're not allowed to drink Adam's ale. Right. No. Or you have to have your Adam's apple removed. <laughs> um, nineteen tens, Quaker Oats Company created basically oats. Um oh, there you go. The Quaker Oats, they're oatmeal. It was yeah, but they technically they marketed it as puffed rice and puffed wheat because it was made with a method of forcing grains to explode under a pressure. Basically they would like Imagine burst, make them burst. Imagine every like morning needing to use a stick of dynamite <laughs> to make your. <laughs> That's what you mean, right? By explosives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They marketed these items as a breakthrough in food science, calling their food, for their f- calling them the first food shot from guns, and they marketed it as the eighth wonder joking. of the world. No, it was like was they joking. literally acted. I don't like how it was written either because it wasn't said they created it. It wasn't said like they made it. It said they acquired the tools to pressurize like wheat and i was like what does this mean like are they just smashing it like it didn't really gave weird words like were they literally shooting it out of guns and people were eating gunpowder like probably not but you know what i mean well maybe but maybe and that they wanted to market it as the eighth wonder of the world <laughs> puffed rice that's another thing that i want to talk about is the wonders of the world that and how that whole list day just changes, changes for everything is like yeah, we built this building yeah. two years ago, and it's we kind of wanted to be a wonder. So let's make a new list of like American wonders, and it's like fuck off. Yeah, um, you're I- not you're not Pompeii. <laughs> Is Pompeii, one of the wonders. I don't know. Like half of them don't exist anymore. They're original ones, or something like that. I don't actually know. 1920s. Stonehenge isn't one. You Nin- know that? 1920s. You know that shit. You like this? Stonehenge. A health clinic. The aliens. That's right. 1920s, a health clinician accidentally spilled a wheat bran mixture onto a hot stove, which how those things didn't just burn immediately. I guess they did, but they created what soon would be called Wheaties, and it marketed itself with the slogan Breakfast of Champions, which shortly thereafter, Rice Krispies, Snap, Crackle, and Pop would soon become their toughest competitor all in that time. So there you go. An accidental cereal was Wheaties. Um, Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions. Did you ever mm-hmm. have Wheaties? I've had like mini weeds. Nope. Those are not the same. Then no. Never had Wheaties. Um, I don't Wheaties. think those are the same. I do new. Uh, you're not. You're talking like Frosted Mini Weeds. I've had Frosted yeah, Mini yeah, Weeds. Okay. Uh, Wheaties, they were like the box that always had an athlete on them. Oh. Um. I can picture it for a long time. Like they had like probably Jordan Griffey. Like they always tried to have. It's better than any mascot you could come up with. It's true. To have a true like child's hero. Yeah. No. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um. Oh, Tony the Tiger did all of these fictional accolades, but Michael Jordan, he's the goat. 
Well, during nom nom nom. When they were created, they didn't even like really have mascots yet. Mascots were a 1950s thing. No, I I get that. But I'm just yes. saying like they made the move. And we like, are still a like, thing. People, yeah, yeah. I get that. Do they still use like athletes and stuff, or yeah. do they just? Oh, I don't know. I That's thought it always was, been like, the thing. Okay. Well, I don't know. Actually, I can't say for a fact <laughs> like, because I haven't we seen went a box to a of Wheaties. Store and we saw Wheaties, and there's still being athlete on the box. But I know circa 2006, which mm-hmm. was probably the last time I had Wheaties. <laughs> yes, gotcha. they had athletes on it. Um, well, here's where the religious backgrounds and beliefs of cereal gets even darker because in the 30s, the Ralston Purina Company introduced a cereal similar to wheat checks and it was called the shredded ralston and according to sources it was intended to feed followers of ralstonism a strict racist social movement that included a belief in controlling the minds of others there it is it all comes back to our stupid racist ways yes so fucking country um, just a bit about it. Ralstonism began as, began as the Ralston Health Club, um, which published like the leader's writing. So is it a cult? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know like <laughs> all like the the line between being a cult and a religion can be mightily blurred, right? But no, for sure. But like most, because how you get a religion. Is it basically, it starts as a cult, effectively. In a lot of ways, yeah, arguably. So, and I guess it just grows to a mass appeal that isn't evil. Uh, yeah, I don't know cult, what cult is like so often, like, again, the lines can be blurred. Yeah. I know what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know what differentiates <laughs> but, specifically that makes one. Because they, all, cause they all start out with like, they or I guess like, they- Like, oh, they start out with like a leader. A cult starts- like, with a lot of the same basis as a, a religion. Yes, yeah. And it's like you follow rules right. and you follow a way of life right. and all this other stuff. Right. But more often than not, it's all culminating to drinking Kool-Aid <laughs> together that's going to kill you all while you're wearing Nike trainers and a Nike tracksuit that they then have to take off the market. There's definitely levels. Don't know what I could be referring to. There's definitely levels of control and levels of yeah basically different levels of control that probably are what differentiated between the two um so it was a hierarchical organization where members were ranked according to the numbers of degrees they had and this ranking system was from zero to 100 degrees members advanced five degrees at a time and it basically these degrees were obtained by reading the writings of the leader and like basically best understanding it so you were studying his writings to increase your rankings within the group. Here's what tells you that the people in this group are Oh, you stupid. also had to purchase these degree increments. You had to purchase them. Because, of course, there's always like some way of funneling yeah. money into it. Here, here's, here's how this person, the people running this, this is how you know they're stupid. Yeah. It goes up to 100, mm-hmm. right? The ranking. Mm-hmm. You advance five at a time. Yes, and you Why? have to buy them. And you have to Why? buy them. Why five? I don't know. Why wouldn't you just go 1 to 20? I don't know. And advance one at a time. Because it doesn't feel as satisfying, I guess. It's just stupid. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean, though. Like, oh, wait. You're telling me that I could go from a 0 to a 5, and all I have to do is give you $20? Sounds much better than going from a 1 to a 2. Stupid. Idiots. Every one of them. Um, Do you ever fall in victim to a cult? I'm sorry. So not that I have to express how fucking insane and pathetic and idiotic and sad this is that this even existed synonyms um yeah so the cre- the beginner of this group i didn't write his first name but last name was edgerly he saw his followers as the founding members of a new race obviously they were all going to be white um and free from impurities if you will and he advocated and i almost don't even want to say this but he advocated for the castration of all, quote, anti-racial, is the word he used, or non-white, males at birth so that they couldn't obviously um, procreate. And he, his ultimate dream was to build a community of like where they'd all live together. And he even purchased the land. It's in New Jersey. They purchased it, but just never like 
nothing came of it and like the land still to this day like it's like yeah that's where the ralstons wanted to live and like be together it's so funny to me that uh throughout like school throughout like studying history and stuff like hitler is obviously like yeah the one that everyone focuses the on. worst well, right. the worst human being ever Largely so innately evil yeah. right yeah that's true <laughs> a lot of it's because he actually followed through on some of his stuff right. but it's just so fucking wild to realize that like there are so many innately evil people yeah and like and they you just, just gloss they over them, or they like just niches. like they accidentally tripped yeah at one point in life yeah. and that just that stopped it yeah. from ever happening it's just so fucking it's scary yeah it's so scary because like again there's one guy who succeeded in what he wanted to fucking do for right, the most part. Right. Or well, no, he he still failed, thankfully. Right. But you know what I mean? But like he, he still did a lot of he damage. Did a lot of harm in the it's way. just so fucking wild that there's so many people who like Yeah. were also had that same especially back then. Yeah. Like Walt Disney. Walt Disney was a huge anti Semite. Right. And so it's like it's just so fucking wild. Like and scary to mm-hmm. like just read that like some dude who was trying to make cereal also was like, yeah, and and people who don't have the same skin color as me deserve less in life. Right. It's just and, like, what the fuck? And he was like, so the cereal is supposed to like feed my people. But like, okay, but then his cereal became widely marketed. And it's like, I tried looking up ads of the box just to see. And obviously none of them were, at least none I could find. That does not mean they do not exist. Because literally I feel like anything used to be able to be published in the paper as long as it was public opinion, you know. Um, so I tried looking and I didn't see anything that was like, for Ralston followers, you know? So I'm like, was it able to be separated enough? Like, did not enough people know about it? Like, what was the thing here? Because, like, I literally showed you an ad and it was just like, we're here to, like, feed a family on little. Like, we're here to, like... What was it? A one cup of Ralston in boiling water will feed... Six people. A family of six. Yeah. One pound. One cup. Yeah. Sorry. One One cup cup of Ralston. Which I said yeah, to which, you, I was like, that must be some dense, <laughs> like, paste that you're sucking yeah. down. Which that was the other thing. It said boiled in water. It didn't say anything about milk. Yeah. Well, I mean, oatmeal can be made with water or milk. That's true. I'm just like, for like, they literally said cereal started out that's, with putting it in milk. But that's what I... Right. The, the soaking thing. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But that's uh, but that's the thing that I, like, often would think about when eating, like, milk and cereal. If I ever, like, you know, you have the, like, thing where it's, like your tongue's too big to fit in your mouth yeah <laughs> and then you like can't stop thinking about it and then eventually you don't think about it ever again right. until Someone you're one day it. eating cereal with milk in it and you go wait why do we put milk in this again I, I was thinking about this seven years ago and i got off track but i'm back on it why right. do we put why do we use milk because it's like why don't we use water why don't we use water genuinely but um, if you told me Right now, to go eat some cinnamon toast crunch and put just a cup of water on it, I'd be like, no. I'd strangle you. Yeah, I would be really. <laughs> gr- Part of me wants to try just for the sake of it, but it can't be good. We could. I wouldn't try a little bit. I wouldn't do like a full bowl. No, we can do like our little like um, Sam Fish. Adams uh, <laughs> taster cups. It just doesn't even sound appealing. Like nothing about it sounds appealing. Let's, okay, so can can we try to remember to do that for next time? Yeah, we can try. I can make a note. Um, we have a box of cornflakes that we can use. That's true. So the Ralston Purina Company, just so everyone knows, merged with Nestle in 2001. They were a fully functioning company until 2001. Ralston? Yes. They were the Ralston Purina Company, uh-huh. which just so we know, the cereal that came out that was openly for the followers of Ralstonism came out in 1930. Mm-hmm. So from 1930 to 2001, they continued to be a company. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm begging listeners and viewers, just go look up like think of like the biggest company you can go look them up on wikipedia mm-hmm. see the link to who owns the company like which parent company owns oh, that company yeah. go to that parent company yeah. and just look at the fucking stupid web that they have underneath yes. them yes oh absolutely and nestle is one of them yes nestle yeah. is one of the worst yes yes which this like was like i was like of course nestle owns them so they um merged with nestle in 2001 to create the nestle purina pet care company so when i literally googled it and nestle put out a statement and did say that ralston is no longer like acknowledged as a company but like they are like but we did merge with them but they are they are our history but they are us (laughs) Um, so all of the all all of the evil funding that they've received right and like well they just changed the name so it's not the same yeah 
all their capital that they had that is the blood and tears of many. Right. So in nineteen, sure we have blood money now, but we also just bought this company. <laughs> so in nineteen, 19- we also bought Nike. In <laughs> in nineteen forty four, the slogan "Breakfast is the most important meal of the day" became um popular to market cereal for General Foods, who was marketing grape nuts, bringing back grape nuts. This was a massive campaign, including grocery stores literally handing out pamphlets about the importance of cereal, and they had tons of radio broadcasts claiming that nutrition experts say it's the most important meal of the day. Literally in 1944, that started. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah. During the 1950s, post-World War II, cereal consumption soared with the baby boom, um, and sugar-coated became the thing. That's when mascots became um, huge. Tony the Tiger was created. Tony's really the only one that, like, really survived out of, like, the 50s, and we still Out of, like, the OGs, yeah. Yeah. Um, 1970s, this is kind of funny, just, like, because, you know, 70s, everyone's like, everyone was just high all the time, you know? 70s was the high era of fruit-colored cereal, so the most Acid dramatic, trips. yeah, like, colors you could see. Coconut, coconut. Count Chocula, Fruity Pebbles, etc., all were running rampant. Count and of course, Count Chocula. <laughs> no, but just not what I think of. cereal. Yeah, but like before then, it all would I'm have thinking, been when you said color, I, like, like I was thinking like multicolors. I was thinking Fruit Loops. I was yeah, thinking like Fruity Pebbles. I was thinking like those. You said Count Chocula. Well, aren't I was both like, Count Chocula cool. and Fruity Pebbles post? I think you're right because they they were one of it was basically Post and Kellogg's. Well, like, Fruit Loops is Kellogg. Huge. Oh, um, but count, but regardless, what I'm gonna yeah. is count chocula is one color. I'm yeah, sure it's I know. All, I like, know. Brown, it's all chocolate. I think it was just like changing the color to be like, and it was this was this is the time it became almost exclusively advertised to children, um, which is funny because also during the 70s the Federal Trade Commission had to start assessing how children were advertised to because they realized like all these things are now being solely advertised to kids and it's like not good. And but... now we have social media. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And so you're constantly being fed advertisements whether you like it or not. Really? I cut the cord. 1980s. Um but I'm still getting served advertisements. Cereals began co-branding utilizing popular characters such as Donkey Kong, Smurf, Cabbage Patch Kids, etc. Why are you what? Donkey Kong? Yeah, he was the big one. You mean Mario? Donkey Kong was the big one, I'll tell you. I think the first game was Donkey Kong. There you go. And in 2000s, which is the only way, only as far up as the history went, it's kind of been the same ever since, 2000s, people started questioning the labeling and finally wanting to actually know that their food, like what their food is made of. And it started the push of like end processed foods, high sugar usage. And so um, that's why everything, and I would say it still is, is labeled whole grain, is labeled like no natural like all natural for some things if you can uh no artificial ingredients um and that's kind of what holds true to today so just for reference i got basically all of that information from new york times i did go on wikipedia just because it's easy and a website called priceonomics and then i did use that other site that was mrbreakfast.com um and you're again you're, you're sticking to your guns you've never been to mr skin I've never been. <laughs> can't say I've ever been. <laughs> Don't believe you. Um. So yeah, it was a lot, but um. Just so you know, most cereals are based in one, the hope of trying to better the health of America because we had somehow even worse eating hot. Like we've we've we fixed some things with that, but then made other things worse because now we all have like a sugar dependency. Um. And it was supposed to prevent us from masturbating. So I hope you haven't masturbated today, friends. No, not November's over. <laughs> yeah. Back uh, up to three times a day. <laughs> uh and it's all rooted in really interesting conservative religious I always, um, viewpoints. I always knew that. And so I I thought it was I thought it would be fun to yeah to like go down the rabbit hole. And um also it was created by vegetarians. Largely vegetarians. Yeah. Were the original I can't believe there makers. were vegetarians back then. I it did make me laugh the like it sound it sounded like how like five years ago everyone was like oh if i even hear someone say they're a vegan oh my god it was like reading conservative religious vegetarian felt like as close as you would have gotten to vegan in 1800s like it felt the way they wrote it felt so like annoyed it was funny like 
not making fun of vegans, not making fun of vegetarians. Just the way they wrote it sounded like, ugh. If I hear one more conservative religious vegetarian talk to me, I yeah. swear to God. <laughs> also funny Crazy. that the creator of Poe was a patient of Kellogg's. Yeah. Not well, back then, everybody knew everybody. So. You're right. There was only like 12, 12 people, 15 people in the yeah. world. And yet, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Wild. I feel like I didn't breathe the whole time. That was great. You did a good job. I was trying Thank to you. interject and you kept getting mad at me. Well, I just looked at the time and was like, this is going to be really long. No, so I'm we're fine good. with the interjections. I just didn't want it to be like we get stuck on one thing for 30 minutes and then I somehow still have five bullet points to hit. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like the tone you're taking. But if we ever want to revisit anything more specifically, we obviously can. I think we had talked about doing it. I don't think we're going to do it today, but yeah. I do think, um, again, maybe this can be like the first thing when we're back. We can. Uh, we should do a ranking. We should do a ranking yeah, of cereals. Yeah, it would be so fun. That'd I would love fun. a ranking of cereals. But um, you're gonna, everyone, all these rankings, I just, it's so obvious that I, I don't try a lot of variety. So, like, I'm going to be like, I've never had that. Right. <laughs> You've never had eight maids of milking. <laughs> I've never had eight maids of milking. Yeah, my 12 days showed my lack of variety in life. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. But, yeah. I think that was great. That was, that was really cool. Uh. I think we should look to do more deep dives like that into like things. Hell yeah. Um, so if you have any ideas, you listeners, not you, Shelby. Maybe future. Um, what makes a cult a cult, and if so, what would we make as a cult? <laughs> oh, if we could start <laughs> the our cult own cult, we could start the SM cult. I would love to talk about that. I don't ever want to like go full dive into cults because like there's they, already they a scare million you. five. There's oh. there's a million and five podcasts that do that and they do it really well. But I love to like skin. Yeah, but why talk. not us? No, but I'm saying like I won't be like today we're talking unless there was like a soup cult. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm mean, gonna stop giving it away. We need to figure it out for another time. But yeah, I, I just think mean, I think I'm I think into, deep, like learn about deep it. Deep dive into cults would be fun. Where yeah. we like skim what over the various cults, but yeah. we like talk about like how they because they really had like they had their time in the sun. They did, and um, also there's just like I know of a few just like communities that like probably weren't considered cults but like by if by today if we reassess them would they be considered cults and i'm thinking of one very specifically that i will probably bring up right i'm thinking of like year zero christianity yeah for sure that one we're gonna pull out the good book the good book that first-hand account definitely not taken through mouth word of mouth definitely not through generation to generation you know what? i don't even think his name was jesus <gasps> I think he had a really basic name, probably like John or Mark or Luke. <laughs> you know the mi- the popular names of the Middle East. <laughs> never even, never even considered it. <laughs> and what was it? Six hundred. Muhammad was there, and Peter, <laughs> and Peter. <laughs> they were best buds. Best buds. Oh, I thought you said best funds. Oh, best buds. Regardless, if you guys I'm want sorry. us to do a deep dive into something that you find interesting, be it cereal or yeah. some other food or like an industry or whatever, let us know in either the comment on YouTube or let DMS. us know at our social links down oh, below. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and I guess today's the deep question of is cereal a soup? No. No. Uh, I hope this comes out technically after, after Christmas. Christmas, but we're still in the holiday season, so I still hope you're you either had, are having, and continue to have a nice holiday season. And at the very least, stay cozy. Forward, stay cozy, stay yeah. safe. Yes. Keep it secret, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah. Where we're gonna eat some cornflakes and water. Ooh, can't wait.